You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into the Theology for the Rest of Us podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I am just so grateful for the incredible fan base this podcast has. I'm just so thankful for all of you, thankful that uh, you allow me to have a voice in your life. I just, again, I'm humbled by it and just, uh, just so thankful for this audience. This is episode 227. Uh, that's 227. Remember that TV show in the 80s, late 80s? There was a TV show called 227. Uh, anyway, maybe you don't remember that. Uh, anyway, this is episode 227, and we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, that is not necessarily suitable for all audiences. So if you've, uh, so if you're listening to this, maybe with some little ears in the in the room or in the vehicle, uh, I'd encourage you to maybe come back to this episode at a later time. Uh, no doubt we're going to be discussing a topic that is considered uh, sensitive and maybe even controversial to some extent. Um, we're going to be talking about oral sex. Uh, I've been asked about oral sex uh, a lot in my uh, in my ministry career as a youth pastor, young adult pastor, um, and as a podcaster. Uh, I, I wish I was exaggerating. I've probably been asked this question dozens and dozens of times uh, over the last you know decade plus uh, of my ministry career. Um, it's a sensitive topic, but uh, but you know, for those of you who are regular listeners, you know that I am not afraid to tackle sensitive topics on the podcast. Not afraid to to tackle topics that may be considered taboo in the minds of others. Um, and so, uh, so I'm going to answer this. I want to give you a quality biblical response to the question: Is oral sex a sin? Uh, the answer to this question would be closely related to the question I gave, uh, to the question about, or excuse me, to the answer I gave uh, about sex toys. Um, If you're not familiar with the episode I did on sex toys, I did an interview with Dr. Corey Allen uh, about sex toys way back in episode 77. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. We answered the question whether or not sex toys would be appropriate within marriage. Um, And what we basically said was we believe that it potentially could be fine um, and acceptable assuming a few things, and I think I think the answer is similar for oral sex. Um, it could be acceptable, it could be fine, it could be good, um, and it could even be helpful for a marriage uh, with certain things in place. Um, but on the flip side, it might potentially be detrimental to a marriage in some ways. Uh, so you want to be so you want to be very cautious. Uh, before I get in kind of the, into the nitty gritty of the topic of oral sex specifically, I want to give you two major caveats. Number one, I'm assuming we're talking about married people. Um, I believe that all sexual relations of any kind uh, should be practiced only between one man and one woman in the bounds of marriage. One one man, one woman, married. Um, that that they that's the only time that anything sexual should ever take place, ever. Okay, so I'm I'm assuming we're talking about a man and his wife. Um, that the you know is it okay for a boyfriend and girlfriend to have oral sex? The answer is absolutely not. It is unacceptable. It is outside of God's ideal design. Um, so that's kind of the first major caveat. I'm assuming we're talking about married couples. Uh, number two. Um, in the minds of many people, oral sex 
is even more intimate than sexual intercourse. Um, Now, some of you listening to this may disagree with that. Uh, I'm just telling you that in general, lots of people view oral sex as being even more intimate than actual intercourse. Um, there's, uh, There's lots of stats that show that young people say that they're willing to have intercourse uh, but they avoid oral sex. They feel like that's too that's too far, um, which is absurd when you when you understand the, the, what sex is designed for. That any unmarried young person would say that. Um, but there's lots of stats and surveys that show that there's lots of young people that are willing to engage in intercourse that are not willing to engage in oral sex. And there are even some surveys uh, done of young women that say they're willing to have sex. With a with a man early on in their relationship, even on a first date, but they but they'll wait significant a significant amount of time before they're willing to perform oral sex. Um, some, there are even some women that say they're willing to have sex outside of marriage or intercourse, but they're not willing to perform oral sex outside of marriage. That they they wait till marriage for that. Um, no doubt there are lots of flaws in that ideology, um, but there I think surveys like that are helpful because they give us insights into how people feel and what people are thinking. Um, so again, there's lots of people that think oral sex is even more intimate than intercourse. And there's even married couples that are wondering, right? Married couples are asking the question, is this appropriate? There are married couples wondering, is it okay for us to go there or is it sinful? Is it inappropriate? Um, there's no married couple asking whether or not sexual intercourse is inappropriate. There's married couples aren't asking that, but there are married people asking whether or not oral sex is appropriate. So, so there's something about oral sex that makes it even more taboo in the minds of other people. That makes it unique, and again, in some ways, is is even more intimate. There you know, many people who feel that oral sex is even more sensitive. Um, so it's important for us to, to understand that. I think it's especially important for married men to, to understand that. It's important for you to know and recognize these caveats before we kind of get into the nitty gritty uh, of the content. So with all that say, stated, is it sin for married people to engage in oral sex? Well, there's nothing in the Bible that clearly forbids it. Uh, nowhere in the scripture. If anyone says the Bible does forbid it, uh, with all due respect to that person, they they just are giving you inaccurate information. The Bible never calls it sin. So I'm always extremely hesitant to call something sin if the Bible hasn't called it sin. I mean, I'm very hesitant in, in any in any uh, genre of activity, whether it's sexual or otherwise, um, I'm always extremely hesitant to call something sin if the Bible doesn't call it sin. And nowhere does the Bible explicitly or even indirectly give us an idea that oral sex is sinful. Um, in addition to that, as you read through the scriptures, in particular Song of Solomon, uh, Solomon is writing these words to his lover and he's writing about the relationship between he and his lover, he and his beloved. Um, and it's very clear that there are moments where they are engaging in oral sex, where he's talking about oral sex. And when he's talking about it, it seems beautiful. It seems to uh, be an expression of love. It seems to enrich their intimacy. And I would say it even seems God-glorifying. Um, I know to some people that would seem crazy, um, but I, I would encourage you to go read the Song of Solomon. And I, I think it becomes pretty obvious that this this it seemingly is a beautiful thing. Um, I know some people say, well, the Song of Solomon is a metaphor for our relationship with Jesus. And that is actually true. There are huge chunks of the book of Song of Solomon that are actually metaphors for the relationship between Christians and Jesus. Um, 
But there, there are very clear moments in the Song of Solomon where it's not metaphoric, where he's talking about wanting to do certain things with his beloved. And it is very clear uh, that he thinks it's appropriate. And the Bible does not seem to be condemning it at all. Um, in fact, it seems to be endorsing it or even promoting it to some extent there in Song of Solomon. So uh, again, before we before we say certain things about the scripture, we want to make sure that we that we're truly examining the scripture and making sure that the Bible uh, or make sure that we are honest about what the Bible does and doesn't say about a particular topic. Um, now, I know that some people will say, well, oral sex is unnatural. And no doubt when you when you examine the male and female genitalia, the, the, you know the, the penis and the vagina, they are they are clearly designed by God for each other. There's no doubt about that. The, 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 the male and female genitalia are clearly designed to fit and to bring pleasure to one another where the mouth is not designed that way. Your mouth seems clearly designed for other things. So some would say, that's not what it was designed for. That's not natural. Therefore, you're you are engaging in something that is not natural. And therefore, is is against God's design. Um, I think I think that that argument could have some credibility, if not for some very clear things in Scripture. First of all, the Song of Solomon, as I just mentioned, um, seems to counteract that. Um, but, but there's something else that I think is maybe considered unnatural, but the Bible seems to encourage and that is that is with breasts let's consider the fact that women have breasts and men most men at least are fascinated by women's breasts in a way that is not the opposite women are not fascinated by my men's chest the way men are fascinated with women's breasts um men find pleasure in breast um we know what breasts are for they're for babies to get food and nourishment like it seems illogical and odd that men find find pleasure in in the breast of their wives but men do and the bible seems to even encourage this actually doesn't seem to it it explicitly encourages this uh the book of proverbs proverbs 5 19 is encouraging men to take pleasure in the breast of their wives of their wife excuse me singular um and and in fact the bible tells us that men ought to be intoxicated upon it uh, interesting language, right? Um, so it, it's very clear. Um, so, you know, Song of Solomon is even more explicit than that, by the way. I mean, it mentions the fact that men take pleasure um, from their rest of their wife. I mean, it is, it is, there's a very clear precedent in the scripture um, that that within the bounds of marriage between a man and, a, and his wife, they are encouraged to please one another with their whole bodies in a way that may not seem totally natural, but is still appropriate. I mean, breasts are not made for sex. That wasn't. That's clearly not their design. Um, but yet, God is encouraging men to to utilize breast as a part of intimacy with with his wife. And so I think the same could be said about oral sex. I mean, there's a precedent being being set here. Um, so, so with all that said, is it sin? Well, well, clearly not. It's clearly not sin, and it's it's clearly even seemingly being endorsed or promoted and encouraged to some extent. Um, you know, oral sex that is. Um, 
but but it, that's not the end of the story. Just because something is not sinful doesn't mean we automatically you know jump into that thing, right? Doesn't mean we just dive into it just because it's not sinful. Um, I've said that many times on a podcast with many different topics, many different genres of activity. Just because it's not sinful doesn't mean you should immediately do it. Um, and this is especially the case with anything related to sex. I talked about that extensively uh, when I talked about masturbation. Uh, you know, masturbation is not. It clearly labeled a sin in the scripture, but I think it's potentially harmful, so I typically advise against it. Um, so the question would be, Is could oral sex, even in marriage, be negative or harmful in any way? If the answer is yes, then we should abstain from oral sex. Um, the question, is it harmful? In and of itself, I don't think it's harmful at all. I don't think there's any... I don't think anyone can make a real logical case that oral sex is harmful in and of itself. However, it could be negative or could be harmful if either party doesn't really want to do it. If 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 one or both if one of the parties isn't really into it or feels uncomfortable, if one party doesn't really want to do it but the other one does and the other one seemingly is pressuring or manipulating, you know, the spouse um, that can could be extremely harmful to the relationship. Um, so I think when it comes to oral sex, um, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be expectations put upon each other. We shouldn't just assume that it's going to happen. Um, but I think married couples should talk about it honestly, openly, be gracious in that conversation with one another, um, be kind with one another, be understanding, um, and really as awkward as it may be to some actually talk about it and then if if as a, if a married couple does engage in oral sex have a conversation about it afterwards dr Corey allen talked about this back in episode 77 that anytime you're engaging in a sexual thing you just talk about it at a later time uh, and he gives some advice on how to do that back in episode 77 but just bring it up in conversation and and be open about it that will that will sort of lessen the taboo nature of it um and if someone is feeling ashamed about it, talking about it honestly and graciously can help alleviate that shame. Um, but but if one party doesn't want to do it, the other should not demand it. The other shouldn't expect it. This this is especially the case for men. Um, there's lots of women that are raised to feel uncomfortable with oral sex. They, they feel that, that it's dirty or they would be ashamed if they did it. And men, you need to be very sensitive to that. If she feels uncomfortable, then then you should not demand it or force her. That that would be be absolutely unacceptable. That would not be kind. And you may say, well, I really want it. Well, listen, lay down your life for your wife. That's what Ephesians tells us to do as men, to sacrifice. And, And maybe if your wife doesn't really want to do that, you know what? You should sacrifice and give up your desire for that and and have an open conversation with her about it and graciously discuss it and 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 maybe give her time uh, to warm up to the idea. Maybe you see a pastor or a, a counselor, but but you should not put pressure on the person or demand it because if someone is now be now engaging in a sexual act that they feel uncomfortable with, they will be frustrated. They will feel ashamed. They'll have bitterness toward you. Uh, there'll be some resentment, and and all of this could be harmful and what you gain in the pleasure of oral sex would not be worth it if you're losing in the rapport or the equity of your relationship i think 
I think we need to be extremely cautious. So overall, is oral sex biblically a sin? You know, is it is it clear in Scripture? Of course not. It is absolutely not a sin. It is not labeled a sin in Scripture. And in fact, the Bible seems to endorse and promote oral sex in, in more than one way. But we don't just dive into something immediately or demand it or expect it. But we want to be gracious and sensitive and we don't want to ever put pressure or manipulate um, our our spouse into doing something that they feel uncomfortable with. But we want to gen- gently and graciously have quality, open conversation, dialogue that maybe over time your spouse maybe feel would maybe potentially feel more comfortable with it over the course of time. So, is it sin? Of course not. Um, but it doesn't mean that you automatically dive into it. Um, to take into account the fact that there's lots of people that feel that oral sex is even more intimate than intercourse and that that could impact how you approach oral sex in general. It should be done in a way that that both parties are comfortable with. It should be done in a way that is enjoyable to both parties. It should be done in a way that is gentle and kind. Um, And if it is done with those things in mind or if it's done like that, then it no doubt could be a beautiful thing that enriches your intimacy and ultimately brings more glory to God through your relationship. Yes, I do believe that is true. I believe it is plausible to bring glory to God through sex. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this has been helpful and insightful. If you have any questions about anything I said, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email or tweet at me. Or if you have a question or a topic that you want me to address on the show in a future episode, you can also reach out to me. Shoot me an email or tweet at me. The email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H. O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, to ensure that you never miss an episode of the podcast, make sure you subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast player. That'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device as soon as they go live. And if you've been loving the podcast, please do me a huge favor. Head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and a great review. Tell the world you love the podcast. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show because they help us reach more people. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.